Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Cool, cool, no, cool, trap, sons, 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 trap, Hey, everybody, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. I'm here with Greg Romero-Wilson. It's going to be a great show. Uh, we got Kelvin Gastelum, possibly Jesse Jane if she shows up. Uh, we're waiting for Ween Dog. Um, hope you guys are doing well. Listen, marijuana is legal in California. Don't leave your house to get it, okay? Especially not now during this pandemic. Get it delivered. Speedweed's got you covered, okay? They will deliver it right to you, whether it's joints, prepackaged joints, whether it's CBD, whatever they got you, whether it's THC sex lube. They will take care of you, okay? So make sure you get it right to you. Go to speedweed.com. I was saying, you ever, like, uh, I was walking by uh, MedMen. Uh, actually, me and, me and Mayhem went there to, to the MedMen, by the way. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's like an Apple store now. I mean, it's... Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you would have told me, like, 15 years ago or 10 years ago, marijuana would be sold. And not only be sold, it would, it would be like an actual Apple store. You'd, I'd be like, yeah, right. That's going to happen. I know. Everything's in glass cases. You have to wait for somebody to personally escort you around and answer all your questions. It is just like, uh, they call them bud tenders. <laughs> it kind of takes the fun out of buying weed, though, in some ways. Like, there was, it sort of seems a little too corporate for me. You know, like, I'm the same way. I feel like we had the perfect balance back when it was medical. You know, because yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't that, you know what I mean? It was like medical, you know, like wink, wink, nudge, nudge, like get a prescription. So, but at that point, it was still like, they would call it deli style, where you could, they just had giant jars of weed and, you know, they would pick out nugs for you and everything, put it, put it nice. Now, you know, it's so corporatized, they have to test it for THC levels, CBD levels, it has to be packaged, it has to have sealed, you know, hermetically sealed. And, you know, half the stuff sits around in a warehouse for six months before you ever get it. So whatever tested at, at that time is not necessarily how potent it is by the time you get it. By the time we get it now, it's very dry, it's been around forever. So we really kind of lost a lot of the, lot of the fun part of it. Now, it is better than back in the day when you had to like pretend to be friends with some sketchy dude and like, you know, go over and hang out and listen to his whole spiel about CB radios for a half an hour before you'd be like, oh, hey, by the way, you got any weed to sell, you know? So it was, it's better than that. When I was in high school, there was a guy named Brewster that would like deal to all the high <laughs> oh, There it is, that's the guy, exactly. We'd have, we'd have to go to a payphone, and then we'd have to go, we'd have to, on his beeper, we'd have to right, put, a yeah. paper, put a code in, and then he would, and then be like, and then be like, oh, Brewster's out this week. Like he'd be out of the nobody, no more weed for like three days if he was out. And yeah, drive, yeah. Drive around like, and then you, it was just, it was half sticks, half just shit that you don't know, you know what you were smoking. It was yeah, but that was oh just tons bad. of seeds. And those things I didn't realize weed could come without seeds. I thought all weed had seeds. I didn't realize that that was even an option. That, that it actually wasn't supposed to have seeds. 
yeah. everything we got came from because I grew up in Texas. Cowboys, Cowboys. So everything came from Mexico. So half the time it smelled like gasoline because it had come over wrapped up in a gas tank of a semi. And and I smoked so much weed that my weed dealer actually turned me on to his like wholesaler because he was tired of me constantly hitting him up for weed. So wow. he was like, you need to buy quarter pounds and I'm just going to give you my guy and you just go buy a quarter pound. So I would buy quarter pounds of weed. That's hilarious that your weed dealer tapped out. You actually like it, tapped out your weed dealer. Totally. He was just, he was like, you know what, dude, you just call my guy and get larger amounts because you just, it's too much. That's crazy. That, that should be the, if I ever write an autobiography, that should be my, my, the title, too much. Dude, the first time I was in college, I had never taken a bong hit, but I wanted to, I've always smoked joints or out of a bowl, but I wanted to like impress my friends and in, in, in the fraternity, which I, it was so stupid I was even in fraternity. I was only in it because half the school wanted to beat me up because of a TV show that almost got me sued. That got me sued for twenty million dollars. I told you that whole story. Wow. That story. Was this the MTV show? No, no. This is another. I'll tell you this story in a second. So I was uh, taking bong hits. I'm like, you can take bong hits, and I, I didn't. I'm such an idiot that I thought you had to blow into it. So I started going, <laughs> and water fucking flies everywhere. It's in front of like <laughs> ten seniors, and I'm a freshman, and they're like, uh, "Dude, you gotta actually like." I don't even know what I was thinking. Like that you have to blow. Like how would I even? Yeah, like, like like it's a saxophone. <laughs> it was you so embarrassing. Play, you were trying to play weed. Yeah, it was. So I got sued for twenty million dollars because when I was in college, I got into wrestling. Uh, I was like, I was probably the dumbest kid in my college. Like I only it was Binghamton, which was a really good school. It was like the Ivy League of like the New of the state schools. So if you got into right. Cornell but you couldn't afford it, you went to Binghamton, right? So what happened was. I, I shouldn't have been there just on grades alone, but I, I wrestled. So they got, they put me into wrestling. And when I quit yeah. the wrestling team, I had so much energy because when you, when you, a sp college sport takes all, all your energy, even division three, like all your energy. Sure. Yeah, so absolutely. When I was cutting weight, they used to have this like local te television show where there was like talking about race and racial religion, religion to try to be like real serious. And I'd call in my, I was a freshman. I'm like, yeah, man, this is bullshit. Just like Devane. They're like, who? I'm like, Devane and my dick. And then hang up. And I, I would laugh. And my friends who were watching it would laugh. And it was like, you know, so then when I quit wrestling, I'm like, what do I do with my life? Like I'm a complete failure. Cause in my high school, they kind of brainwashed us to think if you weren't doing something, you were a loser. Right. So okay. I'm like, I need something. So I'm like, I want my own talk show. So I went down, I pretended to learn the actual stuff, and they gave me a show called These Nuts, a four-hour show on a Monday night. <laughs> it was me and this Budweiser model who didn't even go to the school, and like four guys in the wrestling <laughs> team, a couple frat guys that I, I kind of knew. And, yeah. I was like, and I'm like, oh, this will be great. The whole school will love me. Uh, they're going to think I'm so funny. I'm going to be popular. First one, are you Vanilla Ice or Corey Haim? And then they start just all these people are it's this live feed to the dorms and no time delay. So everyone starts calling in, making fun of me. Like you fucking loser. And I had my head shaved because I was a freshman on the wrestling team. They shaved my head. I had huge cauliflower ears, like <laughs> acne. Like I'm like, I'm getting murdered. A couple of people are like, they like the show, but I'm not, I'm, it's not the, the show that like, I thought. It was right. gonna, they don't like I'm it because fun. you're a star. They like it because you're taking abuse from everybody for an hour. Yeah. Right. So, I, and I'm going back at people, but it's just like, it's hard. It's my first, I'm 17 years old or 18 years old. So then this girl calls up and she's like, you know, I see you at the gym and you sweat my ass. Cause I, did, I used to go to the gym and put on like two rubber suits to lose about 18 pounds at a time the night before the match. I was like, well, what's your ass look like? She's like, yeah, my name is Hannah and everyone's going to talk shit about me. So they might as well. 
right? Now the whole school is watching. All the freshmen and sophomores live in a dorm. And they're making fun of this girl, Hannah. They're like, Hannah's a whore. Hannah teased me. She has big pepperoni nipples. I don't even know who this girl is, right? So then she decides to come down on the air and defend herself. And I, look, I'm laughing. A lot of this stuff's really funny. She comes on, sits in front of the stage, and she's like, fuck you. This guy, Seth, is a fat fuck. He should get his ass to the gym. And now Seth is the captain of the soccer team. So all his friends start calling him. Now it's like, it's like Jerry Springer on the show, right? I'm yeah. defending Hannah, but I got a guy who's like 30 who goes to the college writing funny things in the bottom of the screen. Like, Hannah's not a whore. She just likes sex. So Hannah goes back to her dorm. People start throwing water balloons at her. Like, and like, oh. So then the kid Seth, she was talking about, comes down to defend himself. And then, so he's drunk. He comes on the air. Long story short, Hannah ends up dropping out of school and sues the school for $20 million. Sues me for $20 million for negligence and Seth for $20 million. So now I come home from college. My dad's like, you go to school for one week. You come home with a $20 million lawsuit. <laughs> Can't you just go to class, right? But now I'm like, now I'm in. Then they canceled all the shows. There were no more shows. Of course. Of course. They had to have the lawsuit. Yeah, no more shows. The rest of the year, not one show. Like, that was the first and last show, right? But now I go to the like, Roosevelt Field Mall, Long Island. People are like, these nuts. Like, I'm like infamous in the school. Right, right. I'm like, I need friends because I'm going to be known as the these nuts guy the rest of my life, you know, in college, which seems like. So then I'm like, maybe I'll join a fraternity because that's my quick way to get friends. So I, I pledge a frat. They, they give me a bid in three seconds because I'm like the funny guy. But I'm like, why did I, I don't even like this fraternity. I don't believe in this. So then I was, there was this one girl. Uh, this hot Puerto Rican girl who was like at, at breakfast one day and I was trying to pick her up and she's like, oh, I'm giving lessons to the, to the, I'm giving auditions to the black dance repertoire. I'm like, could I join? She's like, sure, why not? So I joined. Well, you knew all those moves. You had all that breakdance stuff. You were good no, at that. I, I learned that there because oh, okay. <laughs> I tried out and made it from affirmative action. I was easily the worst guy in the dance team, right? Right. And, uh, but they didn't want to cut me. They liked me and I got out of pledging because of black dance practice. So I, be, I won the most dedicated member of the black dance team that year. Um, so that's my, <laughs> oh yeah, that's my. That only was, you, only you, the whitest Jewishest kid in the world could win most dedicated member of the black dance team. And I love, what a great name for an award. That's such the, you know, the, the okay, we got to give him something. Uh, he's very dedicated. I mean, he's de <laughs> Okay, most dedicated. Oh yeah, exactly. uh, you know I had a very similar experience when I went to college. I go there, and and immediately my interest was in doing comedy and not doing. I was there on a on a theater arts scholarship. I had a full scholarship, and I had no interest in doing that really. I wanted to do stand up, and and so I went. Uh, so we had this thing called the Rat, the Rat Skeller, and it was like this basement uh, rec room, you know, where everybody, you know, where they served the junk food and they had pool tables and stuff like that. And so I put together. They had an open mic that they would do on like Thursday or Friday nights. And so I was like, okay. So I wrote all this material. Now at the time, my, my student job was working in the student life office. And so in the student life office was like the, the dean of housing, the, the head of the housing and the assistant dean and all the, you know, these various uh, uh, administrative people. And so I would make jokes about them all day. I was the funny guy in the office. They loved having me around. I was like, you got this and that. Blah, blah, blah. So basically I took all the jokes that I'd written about them that I would joke about in the office and I made that my, my, my act. Yeah. And so I, I go down there to the rat, you know, and of course it's like, there were these like two dudes playing uh, Indigo Girls covers on their acoustic guitars. 
with their long, you know, it was the 90s, so they had the Prince Valiant hair, and they're doing that, and, all, and they're like, oh, okay, all right, easy, vagina guys. And then they're like, all right, well, here, do some comedy, it's Greg Wilson. And so I get up there, and I basically, you know, I make fun of the school, I make fun of my professor. Again, all this impression of this one professor who's so fucking boring. And so I do an impression of him that I had done in class, that everybody, he was late to class. I would get up in front, he was often late, and I would go up and I'd pretend to be him, and I would start the class, and then he would show up and be like, oh, you know, uh, you know, um, imitations, highest form of flattery, blah blah. So it was all good. So then I go up there and I do all these as, as my stand-up routine, and everybody, you know, everybody. I mean, they laugh. I mean, it wasn't great stand-up. I mean, as good as first time is going to do. But it was all stuff they knew. It was teachers yeah, they knew, professors, and all this. So it goes great, and I come off the stage thinking I just I'm you know I'm it now in comedy, right? I'm like this is where I'm going. I'm a star, baby, right? And but one of the guys that comes up to me was this total tool. Okay, you ever watch uh, the movie Animal House? Yes. Okay, remember the one guy Niedermeyer? Of course. Who's okay? This was basically our Niedermeyer. Oh, he was God. vice president of the student council and was a total fucking screw job. And he comes up to me, goes, "You know, you really need to watch what you say." Because oh, someone to, totally, and he goes, "Because someone could easily just go tell the faculty what you just said." And I was like, "Yeah, but it was all students here. You know, I was just joking around. I mean, they, you know, it should be fine." So of course, he immediately goes and tells you know the dean everything that I said. Okay, so the next morning I wake up to all these notifications. Oh, you have a meeting in the fucking, the, in the student life office. You got, and they're like, did you say all these? I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's the jokes I make here. These are the jokes that I made. And they're like, oh, Greg, you know, we got to fire you from the student life office, <laughs> you know? And then they were like, then, so then um, the president of the university was like, I want to see Mr. Wilson in my office. So I had to go have a meeting with the dean and the president and all and the professors that I made fun of. And we all had to have this huge meeting because they wanted to try and expel me. But the, you know, the dean was like, you can't expel him for, for, for free speech. Yes. So they decided not to expel me and they fire me from the student life office. And instead they make me in charge of the pool tables in the rat. <laughs> Like, I was like, okay, so I got this unsupervised job playing pool. That was my job. Wow. wow. So everything dies down, but I start dating this girl who worked for the student newspaper. And so she decided to write a big story about how they tried to expel me for doing stand-up. So this thing's already died down. It's already in the past. The paper comes out, big story, you know, violation, First Amendment rights, what are we doing in the school? The whole thing flares back out. I have to go back to the president of the university's office, have a second meeting with him, which, by the way, is my third meeting with him overall, and I haven't even been there one semester. Oh, my God. Okay? And in the third meeting, you know, it was like, Greg, we got to, I'm like, I didn't write this. She wrote it. I didn't want, I didn't mean for any of this to happen. And then he was like, can you just please not do any more stand-up on campus? I'm like, I haven't. I'm done with it. We're done. And that was... And that was pretty much the end of my career at that university. What is it about people that just get offended on behalf of other people? Like, it makes, it's like they're, I, I don't know. It's like they're bored or something. And they just take umbrage with shit that has nothing to do with them. And they're like, no, 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 I have a problem with it. I mean. Do you think it's a deep know. down, like they always wanted to be or say something that they couldn't say and someone stopped them. And now this is the pattern. I think at the end of the day, they feel like it gives their life meaning, you know, it gives them, you know, makes them feel like they have some importance that they're doing something, 
you know, at the end of the day. I think that's probably, you know, it's all about themselves. It's really about self-satisfaction, self-gratification, so that they could sit there and go like, I got him. I did something. I, I, you know what? I'm very, I'm very pleased with myself today. I think that's at the heart of it. It's like people giving parking tickets right now during the pandemic. Yeah. Like what? It's like what a what a dick. Come on. I, I mean, I, I don't I don't I don't get it. Like I, like what are you what what are you what are you accomplishing right now? Like you're, you're, but at the same time, that's his job. He doesn't he or she they don't have a choice. I know their, their boss is so telling many, them to go do it. So many times, but, though, we're, we're like <laughs> People at, the, uh, uh, even at their job, they're just like dicks where it's like, you, you don't have to do this. Like you could just, I don't know, give one less ticket or give half the amount of tickets or have a little compassion for people. I just, sometimes I just, I look at people, or, but, but especially with comedy shows where you see everyone's laughing and you get offended and then you write a letter and you get the person fired or whatever. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the, instead of, I'm not all comedy club bookers, but some comedy club bookers were like, okay, I don't feel like dealing with harassment, so I'm going to book somebody who's going to offend nobody, but isn't going to really make anyone laugh either. They're just going right. to, like, corporate gigs are like that. Oh, it's, absolutely. It's, corporate gigs, that, that's the thing. I used to produce corporate entertainment, so I've always known this, which is why I've never really pursued it that, that much, because while the money's very good, a win for them is nobody, no complaints. If, it's not if you're funny. It doesn't matter if you're funny or not. If you manage to fill the time, get a couple laughs, and no one's offended, big win you could destroy the room but if you say one remark that somebody gets offended at it's a complete failure and that's corporate i know and it, to me it's just like uh so now everyone so now everyone's upset and the thing is people don't realize is that people who when you go to a comedy club you expect to have a good time so you're usually yeah. not going to write a yelp review being like i had a great time because you did it but the person that gets offended is going to write a yelp review it's so it's oh, listen, I was, I was doing a show, I think it was Tucson, it laughs in Tucson. And I have this joke, whenever there's a woman that's substantially taller than myself, you know, I'll sometimes bring her on stage and I'll do, this is my impression of the eighth grade prom, and I'll dance with them side to side like this. Now, obviously, I used to do it up close, but ever since, you know, the, the times have changed, I moved it to where we're standing, you know, like we're arms length apart, you know, like, you know, like, uh, <laughs> okay, and whatever. So I'm doing that with her. And she was a very bosomy woman. And we'd already been joking pre-show. I met her at the bar. So she, I knew she was game for this. And so she took my head and, and pushed it into her bosoms, okay, into her tits. And so now I'm doing, now I'm doing the up-close thing and we're dancing so like that. Okay. So it's one of those clubs that has the review sheets on the table. Yeah. So they want everybody to fill the reviews out right there. And um, now, luckily, this is a very, they're, they're, they're a comedy club that's been around a long time. They've seen a lot of changes in attitudes. They've seen, you know, they watch the show. They know what's actually, they're good. They're, they're pretty good owners, except for the pay. And so, the, <laughs> so they, uh, they come up to me. I'm sitting at the bar before the second show. And the show was a smash, totally crushed. And they come up to me and they just, they pull out the one, the one slip and they just hand it to me. And they go, look at this, some fucking people. And I, I hold it up and it says, sexual assault is not funny <laughs> that's so stupid that's so stupid i mean granted it's right it's not funny but that's not sexual assault uh, so it's exactly like, uh, yeah. she did it to me i'm like you're right it's not funny she shouldn't have sexually assaulted me that way the way she just shoved my face in her titties when i when you I, know? I used to be at the looney bins the comics were banned from looking at the comment cards because someone took the comment card got a terrible review and then called the person at home 
and be like, oh, is this what you think of me? Well, how about then just started arguing with the person. They're like, holy shit. Imagine going to a comedy club, write a bad review, the guy calls you. and just yeah, That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, of course. That, 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 yeah, obviously. So let's, yeah, talk about, you, you know. so let's talk about fighting. Um, so Dana White says May 9th is going to be the best card, uh, which I still think is, I don't know how they're going to do it, but he says he's going to The best card to get canceled. well i mean they're saying florida and they're saying i guess i guess florida has some kind of rule that like they're finding ways around it like wwe is doing well they know wwe do it without any audience which was very weird i actually watched a few minutes of it and it is weird to watch them pandering to nobody because it's not real competition it's a scripted competition so i mean most of it is show for the crowd it's not real there's no real competition. You're not really trying to beat this person. The winner's already predetermined. So I mean, to watch them doing all the stuff to do the uh, to nobody was kind of for me. It was disconcerting. Yeah, I, yeah, I think you're right. And plus, do you see the people that feed off the crowd? Um, yes, they all do. That's the job. The job isn't actually wrestling. That's not real wrestling. You did real wrestling. Real wrestling doesn't look like that. No, you know? but they do get hurt. I mean, Ronda Rousey got in big trouble last week because she said, I don't, I'm done with this fake bullshit. Plus, the fans don't appreciate me, right? Which well, uh, uh, She was in it. If she says it, well, what does that tell you? And then people, all the wrestlers got mad, like, fake. Just so you know, this one was in a coma for fucking six months. This guy broke his arm, blah, blah, blah. And, it, you know, it's combat. And the other girls. But, think, but it's, it's closer to, like, being a stuntman in a movie. You are paid. You could get injured but you're not really fighting each other. You're not really forced off a building. You know what I mean? It's scripted. There's a script and you're doing what you were told to do. There is danger involved, but essentially they're stuntmen. I agree. I totally agree. And I don't know, I just can't jump back into it because it used to be there was like, you knew who the good people and bad people were. And now it just seems like everybody's like, I can't tell who's good or bad. It seems like everyone's cheering for everybody. <laughs> like nobody gets booed anymore. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm too dumb to watch it or something, but I just can't. I'm trying to figure out like who the bad people are. I assure you that is not the problem. You are not. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it used to be more clear or like. It was, it was definitely more defined in that you had villains and you yeah. had heroes, you right. know, and now it's just self-aggrandizing. It's just who's the bigger promoter of themselves that's all it is i, I don't you know I, I, although i say that and that's an unqualified opinion because i've watched minutes of it at a time yeah. when i was a kid I, again growing up in texas we i lived in a town a small town outside of dallas called greenville texas and and so the von erics were a very yeah. big deal yeah. because they were from a town like two towns over i think it was Caddo mills or something like that they were from another small town in texas very close to us so the von erics were a very big deal and so there were always kids that were like, oh, my God, dude, the Von Erich's wrestling. And they show me the magazines. And you have the guy in the grip and blood would be dripping down from him just gripping his head like this. And I'm like, oh, my God. And so I and then but then I watched some and I'm like, uh, uh, this isn't this isn't real, guys. Like, I was like, you guys real? This is not real. He's like, well, then where's the blood come from? I'm like, I don't know. I catch a packet. But I'm uh, telling you, this shit isn't real. I was obsessed with it. Like, I rented every single movie in my video store, every WWE, to the point where, like, I tried out for real wrestling when I was in sixth grade, and I put the kid, like, in a camel clutch. 
And then the coach flipped out. He's like, you can't do that. I'm like, no, I still like, but it's wrestling. Yeah. I saw Hulk Hogan do it to the Iron Sheik. He's like, that's not what we do here. And I was like, oh, I, I didn't know. I mean, my bar mitzvah theme was Adam's No Holds Bar Mitzvah. And they took, the, awesome. wrestling, they took the wrestling pictures and put my face on them. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was, I, I loved it. But then, uh, but then when like, I don't know. I think high school came and I just started wanting to get laid. And it just, no. You know what would be a great sketch, man? Would be uh, putting those, putting like a real, like a fake real, you know, WWE wrestler into the Olympics. <laughs> it, you know, in, for like wrestling? In, yes. They would get, well, except for Kurt Angle who won the gold. Like, most of them again, gold. I was going to say as a sketch though, it'd be hilarious. The other guy's really trying to wrestle and he's all fucking. <laughs> dancing around oh yeah hitting the doing you know trying to there's like where the where's the ropes i can't <laughs> he just runs around the circle just bouncing off of nothing that'd well, be Bam bigelow back in the day took a couple fights and he, i think uh he, he and he got murdered in these fights like he, these wrestlers think that like oh i could just join you know mma back in the day and they didn't realize what they were in for you know yeah like, no absolutely and that's why you know that's one of the funny things like i mean we've seen now ronda rousey go from that over to there but what's his name the big what's his name the big brock? used to be the world yeah brock lesnar i didn't know that he'd been a wrestler yeah yeah yeah, yeah. before an mma fighter because when he came into mma i was like look at this monster this guy's unbelievable yeah and then you saw him you know take a couple shots and you're like, well, that's surprising. And then you realize he came from the other world and then he went back to the other world. Like, you know, this is a little safer. But he was also, like, a, two-time, he was also a two-time national champion, college wrestler. I was going to say, but I mean, I thought that was really ballsy of him. I had a lot of respect for him to say, listen, I'm going to show you that this isn't just some fake shit. You know, we're real athletes. I'm going to go in there and really, and really fight dudes. And I had a lot of respect for that move. I thought that showed that these WWE guys, I mean, sure, it's scripted, and it, but it is pure athleticism. It's real athleticism. You know what's also kind of cool about Brock is that, like, he could probably be the biggest star in the world. Like, he could cross over to movies and TV and do kind of what Shaq does in commercials, but he doesn't want to. He's a guy that's just like, I'm happy living in Minnesota or Canada. Yeah. On my I think farm. it's Wisconsin. I thought it was Wisconsin. I'm pretty sure it was, I'm, maybe he's from Minnesota. He was living in Canada and somewhere with Sable, who was like smoking hot um, back in the day. She's still oh, hot. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's Sable, like, wow. I haven't heard and that. And he just wants before. to be like off the beaten path. You know, I, I, yeah. I respect guys like that. Even actors like, like, like Bill Murray. Like he doesn't have an agent. Right. You have to find him. He just has an 800 number and you call and you leave a message yeah, and that's on, about Pri. it. Hold on, Bree, what's up? You're locked out and your computer's dead. All right, so I'm going to get my wife. So funny. Did you see these, these, these Zoom meetings? See the one where the girl took a shit during the, the meeting? No, that's hilarious. There was like a Zoom meeting with like, <laughs> with like 20 different people. And, right. one, and one girl like didn't realize it was on and went and like was taking a dump. And everybody else was looking at her like, uh, if you look up Zoom fails, it's like the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Well, have you seen my uh, Shits and Giggles series that I've been doing on Instagram and Facebook? No. What is this? This is me telling jokes while I take a shit in the morning. <laughs> I'm not even joking. And, and people think that I like to record a bunch of it one time. No, it's one at a time. It's whatever. I get in there to take my morning shit. And I just, because, you know, and I've said this before, like as comedians, people are always telling us jokes. We've yeah. heard millions and millions of jokes. 
And I was just like, what's something silly that I could do? What, what is literally the least I can do? And, and so, this, it, you know, originally it was called Shit Jokes. Yeah. Because I'm just sitting there taking a shit and telling these jokes. But then I realized that sounds like every joke's going to be about shit. So then I changed it to Shits and Giggles. Because that's all I'm doing is I'm sitting there taking a shit and I have the camera on and I tell a joke. But you're not worried that, like, somebody might want, like, hey, I'm going to book Greg Wilson for this movie. And then they Google you and shits and giggles come up and then you're taking a shit telling jokes. That might be like, yeah, maybe this isn't the guy we want. Yeah, they know who they're hiring. <laughs> really? Is that, because I feel like it used to be before the internet and, and like, you know, Facebook and Instagram live, there was like a certain like A-list factor or like, oh, you don't, you know, you don't want to be seen in a bad light. But now it just seems like every single actor is doing some stupid dance on TikTok or naked and taking a shit, or like yeah. somebody, or it's just, it just seems like it's people just don't care anymore. Uh, and that's the thing. I, I that's what I'm saying. Like it's like all right, and, and that's the thing. If somebody were to be like, "Can you please take those down?" I take them down because it's not like a million people do these things, and it's just for fun. And to be honest, it's gotten a ton. Like people reach out to me, like I actually really look forward to your shits and giggles every day. <laughs> Dude, because it's so stupid. They're just stupid little jokes, and it's not politics. It's not the quarantine. It's not the this, the that. There's no angle to it whatsoever. It's just me telling stupid, inappropriate street jokes, you know, from the toilet. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. It is what it is. And you know, the I gotta tell you, the only thing that the you know, if that's gonna ruin, you know, the AGT lie that I stole a joke on AGT, that is, you know, if anything, that hurts me more than anything else that I've ever done. And it's like, you can't scrub the internet. You can't, you know, I try and create content, whatever. I mean, I don't really, I pay it no mind, but it's out there and people do find it and people still ask about it. And I still have to tell people that, you know, I took a polygraph test. I proved I'd never seen the guy, but this thing still, it still follows me around. If anything does detriment to me, it's that big fat fucking lie. It's like fucking what's his name. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, and, the uh, um, and the hamster up the ass. Who was that guy? Richard Gere. Thank you, Richard Gere. All you got to do is say it. Everyone's like, Richard Gere. But because, that didn't hurt him. I mean, it really didn't hurt him, though. But I'm just saying, like, in regards to it being true or not true, that's the one thing that comes up all the time. You say Richard Gere's like, oh, the hamster up the ass, you know, and the gallon of sperm in his stomach and all that business. So Did somebody, you know, gave it's like, bad, somebody gave me a bad comment on YouTube ever since we had the, the mayhem situation, which, by the way, I'm, t I'm, t I'm still talking to mayhem. We're still friends, like... We're, we're working it out. Or we're figuring it out. Um, but yeah, and somebody, I said you would, and you will. Uh, so it's somebody, and, and plus, by the way, there's a, there's a long stuff that people don't know and don't realize that, like, there's a lot to a lot of things that just aren't out there right now. And when he comes on, uh, I'll explain my side, he'll explain his side. Maybe it'll be a good podcast. You know, we'll figure it out. But um, somebody was like, "This your shot podcast blows. And I'm like, man, fuck this dude. Like, so I go and look at the kid. He's nine years old. Uh, it's a nine-year-old. And I'm like, okay, this yeah. is what I'm, I'm like, another person was like, blah, blah, blah. I looked at their video. The guy was deep-throating a lollipop. That was his only video of him sucking a lollipop. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like a long dick, like well, a dick and lollipop. That's, and, and that's the thing. And, and that's the thing. These kids are used to doing this too because they sit on, you know, they're on the video games with the headsets saying horrible things to each other all day every day and it's it, you know no one's regulating it there's no filter on it you know the video game companies don't have any kind of like you know they're like oh you said one of those words we're gonna have to ban you for 10 minutes they don't give up a fuck 
Somebody so else like kind of, other people were like, they're kind I'm of not conditioned listening. to do this. Somebody else wrote, "You fucking Jew," right? And then he, oh. I looked, and then five minutes later, I look back. It was edited, going, "Good luck with the kid," and I was like. Uh, what thought process is like? Where, how do you get from that to that? How do you get to like you fucking Jew, diet cancer, you suck. Uh, the kid's pretty cute. Like, I, I, like how, how, do you, how do you go from that to Your that? Your baby like, is adorable. Yeah, but how many? Th- how, what like? How, what thought do you fucking Jew and good luck with the kid? Like, I don't even understand that pattern. Another guy called me a. Self- well, you know what it is. I think. I think it's. I think it's a lot of it, you know, when they type it in, you know, they don't take it that seriously, regardless of how it reads. That's the thing, in print, there's no tone, you know? It's just the words on the fucking screen. That's it. You can't tell if somebody was like, you fucking Jew, you know? You can't, you know? And to them, they may be saying it that way, but that's not how it reads, you know? I had a buddy recently, a comedian who's open for me, who's a good friend, hilarious guy, and he started commenting on all my shit. He was like, how dare you? I thought we were friends. And I'm like, dude, are you okay? He's like, oh yeah, I'm just fucking around. Sorry, I'm high on like three edibles, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, that doesn't come across via print medium. Do you yeah. understand that? You know? You gotta follow it up with a little, I'm just fucking with you or something. Somebody you know? else called me a self-hating Jew. I'm like, just call me a Jew and I'll assume I'm self-hating. Uh, we're all I was going to say, it's kind of a, a redu- from the department of the redundancy department. It's like annoying vegan. I was trying to think of other ones. Like, there's other mm. ways. Like, come on, just, like, I'll, <laughs> I'll fill that out. At one point, I thought about maybe reading all the comments and then just commenting on the comments on the podcast. But I don't even know. But then people are just going to even, I don't know. It's, I think it's kind of a funny thing. Uh, but I mean, that's the thing. If you want to do that, I think you should do it, especially since you've been doing cranking out so many more episodes. Well, that's the uh, thing. I don't, you know. Well, that's the thing. It's like I'm tr- listen. I know we're all going through this shit, okay? And I'm like, listen, what could I do to help? And and I'm trying to put out amazing podcasts so people at home can maybe an hour out of their day go, this is fucking awesome. And some people will pre- they go, hey, listen, yeah. Adam. And then also building my brand and helping me out. But, but I'm not getting like rich off this shit. Trust me, okay? The sponsors yeah. aren't exactly doing out money for podcasts right now, okay? When they're watching their entire right. businesses go down fucking thing. You know, it's like, think about that. And even think about bet online. There's like three things to bet on right now, okay? I mean, they're like, you can bet on the weather. You know, you know I mean, like- Oh, I know. They're trying, to, they're trying to make it where you can bet on like on the online stuff. Like, yeah. On the virtual races and stuff. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, 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 think about people ordering right now. People are saving their money. Their, their, their money's going out the fucking window, all right? So think about some of the things that, like, you know, anyway, the point is, is and, and, and with the whole mayhem thing, look, I'll just say it. Like, look, I love mayhem. When mayhem was, 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 was in jail, he called me up. He said, I want to come out. I want to coach wrestling. I want to help you out. He came out. I'm like, dude, I got him a job coaching wrestling out of my house. I, I got him a job on the podcast. I paid him what I could, which wasn't that much, but it was more than what I was making in, in, in a lot of things. And then I put him on the show because I, I love the guy. And he, plus he wanted to, I offered him my house to live at. Okay. I was like, well, and you, you even visited him while he was in jail. I, I didn't. I know I didn't visit him, but I. But, oh, but I thought I, you did. I thought you. No, but I paid like for all his calls, which were like. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I love the dude. Okay, I, I, Mayhem is my man. Okay, he's he, he's he's my friend. But I, I was like, I called up big promoters trying to get him jobs, autograph jobs. I got him hooked up with my agency. He didn't have an agent. I got him the meeting. They, they signed him. Okay, I love the dude. But at a certain point on the show, I noticed that things were getting a little bit nutty and i would have to like i have guests on 
and I have to, and, and if I can't be apologizing to people, and, and they're not, a lot of people don't even know who Mayhem. So they're like looking at me like, so it was an issue there. And, and I asked him, I said, please, dude, just don't interrupt the guests. And he said, nah. So, so what am I going to do? Like, so I got to figure out a way to have him on the show without having guests. So, which is what Well, you know, and that's the thing, you know, Adam, you, you've gone through a, a pretty, I mean, because you do this with consistency, but ultimately, end of the day, it's your thing. Yeah. You have consistently gone through co-hosts. I mean, because co-hosts can only run with you for so long before they got to go do this or go do that. I mean, for me, it was all the auditions and the acting commitment. So I had to drop out before me. There was T-Rex. Uh, there, you know, and these things, these aren't, we don't, there isn't an animosity there. There's yeah. not a, oh, you took my fucking job thing. It's just, you know, people can ride with you for a certain amount of time. And then they got to go off and, for a little bit and come back sometimes and stuff like that so i mean that's just kind of the way it goes for anyone that's been a fan of the show for any real amount of time they kind of know that this is part of the process because well, that's the thing it's such a long running show also people on people on youtube have to understand that we had 495 podcasts before mayhem came up we just started doing it on youtube when mayhem showed up so you guys are like oh you use mayhem no i didn't use mayhem we he just came on the youtube when we started going on youtube but we, we have but if you look on SoundCloud or wherever, there's 495 other episodes. And it's just, it's just an yeah. issue of like, of it was just making, it was, it was the him just being like a little nuts and, 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 and saying all this shit and doing all this stuff and, and me not being able to, con to control the show. And it just got a little bit fucking out of wacky. And then it was stressing me out. I was losing sleep. I was like, what the fuck's going on? I'm having to call people, this and that. But listen, we'll figure it out, okay? Uh, but I'm just saying that, like, I was trying my best with Mayhem, and I believe in the guy, and he's hilarious, but you don't know what Mayhem's going to show up sometimes. And as a person producing a show, that's, that could be really frustrating. Um, for example, yesterday with, like, the debate or, or having this person on or that person on, it's just like, these are my friends, and then sometimes they don't know them, but it's a whole thing, yada, yada, yada. Long story short, we'll figure it out. Okay, yeah, and Mayhem's a great guy, and and you know, uh, and he's a very funny guy, and that's like, and he really knows fighting, and he's got such such great definitive opinions about everything. No. And he wanted so to he's coach, fun to have on like, the show. I couldn't get him a job. You'll have him, yeah, you'll have him back. I couldn't get a job coaching my school, so I'd have practices at my house for him yeah. to coach and, and, yeah. and pay him half of what I got, you know. Uh, and I was try I'm trying to get the guy paid. I mean, when when I, when I say you could live in my house. I don't just offer my fucking house for people, okay? No, that's true. So it's it's just a matter of like, you know, I just can't, you know, have somebody just yelling shit all the time while I'm trying to talk to somebody who's doing me a favor by coming on the show. It's just not, I'm just not a babysitter. You know, I, yeah. have, I, I have a baby, you know, and- uh, There's a little bubba spy. Anyway, so that, that being said, uh, so all you guys tell me that like, fuck you and, and the show sucks. Listen, what could I do? I'm just doing my best, okay? And hey, let me ask you something. The wife giving you any uh, giving you any noise about a second baby? No. She, well, we want to have a baby, but she doesn't want to have the pregnancy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like she wants to have a baby. Just that she time. wants the easy part, not the hard part. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, there's lots of babies that need good homes. So, I mean, it's not like that isn't an option. Well, so, I thought about like... Or were you talking about like... Like your egg in a like a donor carrier? No, I think adopting. I don't think we would do that. I mean, because I think she's able to have. That's baby. expensive as fuck. Yeah, yeah, we're not gonna do that. Uh, I think that's to be for people who can't have kids. You know, 
versus don't want to have, don't have time for kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Um, well, I mean, that's for people who want their own, the baby from their own that is them, but don't, can't physically that's, that's carry. What I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. That, that's usually what the, how that winds up. Yeah. So, but if you guys would, re- yeah, I mean, there's lots of, you know. But, you know. I mean, that's why I was almost going to be a Bernie supporter was because uh, the free college. I'm like, like, you know, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, and free healthcare and then free childcare. I mean, it's just ridiculous, like how expensive it is in LA or New York to have kids. I mean, it, yeah. it, I think it's different in other parts of the country, but in LA or New York, you, you unless you're doing really, really well, both parents have to work. Um, yeah. And then to be able to afford a nanny and pay them what they're worth uh, is that's like what people make in Arkansas or something and like are rich in some ways, like any, yeah. you know, between a thousand a week or something, you know, it's just, it's a lot of money. Um, it is. No, absolutely. So, so, but yeah, I mean, I, uh, she's amazing. There and she is, you know, bubble pie. Look at her. Whenever I feel like, a, whenever <laughs> I feel like a, like a, like a, a failure, um, and think that I, uh, my career isn't what it is or this, that. I just look at this thing and I'm like, I'm doing all right, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. There's really not- She's too precious. And, and there's no, there's no uh, it's like few things in life get me really high, like getting, make, getting a laugh in front of a packed crowd or seeing, looking down on someone during the show and seeing someone tear, like you, you've made them cry with laughter. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like me and you have done that on a consistent basis. I, I, look down. I, like, I like it when you see them going like this, like, oh, uh, because their face hurts so much. And, you know, I don't have a giant cock, so laughter is the only way that I'm going to see that. So, no, and so I see what that. I do, I'm like, I'm like, I'm getting it done, baby. I'm killing your face. And what's crazy is that that happens more with me with smaller crowds, because the crowd work is what yeah. makes you really cry. The, the, yeah. the joke do too, but the, when you're making fun of somebody and they're crying, laughing, and you're just like, man, I'm doing something good with my life. Well, and that's, that's one of my favorite things about small crowds, because when you do crowd work in a big crowd, the people in the back do not see who you're talking about. Yeah. So crowd work is, I mean, while, it can, while it's successful for the forward third of the crowd, it's not great for the back two thirds of the audience. So it's, for me, I'm always aware of that. So I do a lot less crowd work in big crowds but when it's an empty crowd i'm like uh, and everybody with a smaller audience and everybody kind of see each other and they're close then i'm like oh, oh, oh i love that too i love small rooms it's a, and the thing is but that feeling it, the only thing that gets me as high as that is uh is with my kid like i mean with my wife too at times but, but with the baby is that that feeling of like oh my god this is this is like it's like heroin Never, I've never done heroin, but maybe people who I talk to have done heroin say that that feeling is, is what I get. It's with a lot kid. like having a baby. <laughs> no, but just, no, just being with your kid. Your kid looks at you. And Sounds painful. Your kid looks at you and hugs you and just that big smile and you're like, oh yeah. my God, you know? It's yeah. crazy. Um, and that, that thing right now with stand-up comics is that, don't you feel like your superpower is gone? What do you mean? Oh, because like, we can't perform. A, yeah. you, know, I, you know, we've done it for so long. I guess it doesn't bother me that much. You know, and that's the thing is I'm not scrambling to, to be on all these online shows and, and do all that. I'm, I'm kind of fine. I have so many other projects I want to do that I'm kind of fine having the break from stand-up aside from, you know, the money and the, the travel and all that stuff that I love. But 
I'm kind of okay with it. I'm not, but again, I'm old. You know what I mean? I'm 48. I've been doing this forever. I've been doing it since I was 17. So for me to take a few months off, which I've never, ever, ever done, I don't think I've ever gone longer than a week without sta doing stand-up, you know? And so, you know, for me, I, I got to tell you, I'm not, I'm not that upset with that. I don't know. For me, it's different. I just feel like I'm something, something missing. Because like, like, no matter how bad my day goes, when I do comedy, I'm like, oh, I'm doing something good. Like I'm, I'm getting laughs. I'm, people are laughing. I'm writing jokes. And also the reason I'm doing a lot of these online shows is forcing me to write jokes. Because if I don't have something like a, a, a clear goal, so I can, yeah. I can oh, I'll write next week. I'll write next week. I'll write next week. Where now it's yeah. like, oh, shit. I got to, because it's the same online audience coming back, a lot of them. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't want them to hear what they heard Tuesday on Friday, you know? So I'm trying to like, <laughs> I'm trying to write new shit. Um, but it's weird though, because the problem with these Zoom shows is that even if a crowd member is good and just laughing, if they're like moving or rustling, you're uh, 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 and it just fucks up the show. So you literally have to mute the whole crowd. And then you're just looking at, at, at silent people. I'm almost feeling like telling people to write down ha on a piece of paper and, and just hold it up. <laughs> <laughs> and if, if 40 screens hold up, you're like, I'm killing it. Yeah, that's what I'm honestly feel like I'm doing like to do that. All right, write down ha or write down meh or boo or hiss or something. Like, I, I don't know. I just feel like or lame know, or just put lame. Yeah, like <laughs> lame. Because what, now, like in the middle of a joke, you'll hear go to bed, shut up, or something. Someone will fucking start saying shit. The cool thing about Zoom crowds, though, is, like, I had John Dodson on Tuesday night sitting there, and then I had, like, Glozell, and I had uh, Dean McDermott and Tori Spelling. You're getting, like, celebrities amongst, like, regular people. And we had Steve Marshall on, who – Steve Marshall is a New York – kind of legend sort of i like, saw that i haven't seen the guy in forever i was like oh my god steve marshall dude he did zoom crowd work uh or he That's was awesome yeah i was like i never thought i didn't think crowd work would work on zoom but he started making fun of everybody's box and that makes sense that sounds like the best way to do zoom stand up now is to do zoom crowd work that's brilliant it is. I'm going to borrow is. that. I'm totally going to start doing it. If I, do, if I ever do one of these Zoom shows, which I'm supposed to at some point, um, I, uh, I'm, I'm totally going to do that. That's brilliant. Yeah, I, no, I, I, did that, I did that last night. I did a show with uh, Esther Koo and Tony Woods. Yeah. Um, and I just started making fun of people's houses or, or this, or that guy looks like a this, or that guy. And then people were dying laughing. I, I, I got more followers because of that. Uh, yeah, no, he's on to something. That's smart. I like that. Zoom. I like that a lot better. I like that a lot better because that's actually interactive, yeah. you know, and one of the, one of my problems I have with this, I mean, first of all, I mean, just putting your material on YouTube, there's a total loss of energy because they're watching something through a video format, you know, through, through, uh, you know, that format. And then now with the zoom, I mean, now you're really disconnecting, especially with, with oftentimes with the sound delays and things like that. The loss of energy is fantastic. So to me, that actually makes a lot of sense because it puts it back into the realm of, of instantaneous, you know, of being able to really connect with people. That actually, it makes a lot of sense. I like it. Now I actually want to do a Zoom show just so I can do a Zoom crowd work. You want to do Saturday night? Sure. My Zoom show? It's, uh, Saturday love to. Night. Yes. I love Let's Saturday. do it. And Let's by the way, the people the that are telling me on YouTube, I'm no longer watching your show. I never invited you to watch a show, okay? I put the show out. And if you like it, great. If you don't know, it's like someone coming to your house, 
eating your food and then go, I'm not eating here anymore. I'm like, like <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's bullshit. like you gave me food and now it's not as good as the last time I had the food because I have a child's palate and uh, so fuck you. Yeah, like I never, I never reached out to you and like you found my page somehow and you right. like, if not, you didn't just fucking watch, there's, a, there's nothing else on YouTube you can watch. You have to tell me I'm not watching this. Okay, you know, you're not watching, I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, I, I'm, I'm doing my fucking best, okay? Uh, the guy's name is Mayhem for a reason. And, and, and I think that the quarantine and what he's been through and everything else and his, and trust me, there's a lot of situations out there that people at home don't know about, okay? I'm not gonna fucking give up all his shit because it's not my fucking job, but I'm saying it's not just a matter of like, oh, I'm done with that. It's like also like maybe it's for, his best or his health or like his shit. It's like sometimes Absolutely. Like, I don't want this fucking guy going crazy on the fucking internet. So everyone sees it. And, 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 and you have to sometimes look out for other people too. And then sometimes like by not putting someone on, you're helping them out in some fucking way. You know, uh, it's, it's not just about what you, anyway, the, the point is, is that Greg, that's why we're going to ask you to no longer come on the show. I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, when are you going to realize then you gotta flip around so that all the light from those windows is actually coming at your face yeah. as opposed to like putting a bunch okay, of Okay, this is why, because on my computer, it's perfectly fine. But apparently on other people's computers, you can't fucking see shit, so. Yeah, it's really dark. You gotta turn it around so that the light is in your face. So, all right, cool, that's cool. I'll just sit on the fucking floor then, I guess. Yeah, sit on the floor, whatever. There that's way better, dude. That's substantially better. Where's um, my clothes? Because I'm a child. Tyler, nice. <laughs> Tyler, I did about like 25 military tours, right? Yeah. I've been to everywhere from Guantanamo Bay to awesome. uh, to Japan, to Korea, to Kuwait, to Djibouti twice. Uh, to, you went to Djibouti, dude? Oh. I went to Bahrain. I missed out on Djibouti by like six months. I, I went to uh, Kosovo and the... um. <laughs> like it, it he's changing from, a diaper drink. yes and everything ranged from like having like staying in hotels that were really nice like in abu dhabi or yeah. in, uh, in dubai to Djibouti, staying in like tents the i mean big ass, like, the big ass tents with the cop yeah, yeah. like like 20 people to a tent when, when you were in uh iraq right yeah but i wasn't in iraq with the military so we were we rented a house we were in the middle of the city what did you just go to Iraq to see the sights? I don't understand why did you did some stuff. Did stuff over there. Oh, oh some security. Were you doing security stuff? Were you doing no, like some it was like a, it was a weird mix. It was a bunch of former military guys that we all just funded it ourselves. Um, and we went over and we were doing first aid, like combat lifesaver classes for the Peshmerga, the Kurdish Peshmerga. So we were up in northern. Oh, okay, right, right, right. So you were like contractors. Basically, but not getting paid contractor. We were contractors oh. that were paying to be there. That sounds... That, that is a sound business model. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I am 33 years old and have two roommates. <laughs> Who's like, we're going to send you to, into a life and death situation to train people from that country, and you have to pay your own way here. And you're like, sign hey, me uh, up. Where do I write... Who do I write this check to? This is what good uh, good Christian boys with savior complexes do. So 
No, there you go. <laughs> Can I tell you right now, I am so jealous of that T-shirt. I wanted a From Hell, because that's from Vince Pichelle, yeah. our boy. And I wanted one of those hats so fucking bad. I think, I love that logo. I think it's awesome. It really, yeah, I like this shirt. And it's so comfortable. Shout out, Vince Pichelle. This is one of Vince the most- Vince Pichelle, brother. Where, where's my hat? Where's my hat? This is my so jack-off shirt, because it's so comfortable. So Tyler, why wouldn't you um, like try to be on like Blackwater? I just, I don't have the credentials for it. And now at this point in my life, it's like that, that chapter is, is over and done with, I think. So, I mean, you were, you were a uh, Marine and you served how many years? Six, I was six in the reserve. So why- so it wasn't all that glorious. So what kind of credentials did you need for Blackwater? Fucking multiple, multiple tours to Iraq or Afghanistan. Like all my friends that went on and did- There we go. What is up, Kelvin? All my Calvin Gaston, uh, there he is. There we go. They're all How are you doing, gentlemen? Three around. How are you? Uh, are, you on a, uh, are you on a runway right now? <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on the beach right now. Dude. They won't let me in. Beach is closed, bro. I know. Closed. I'm just, I'm just enjoying the day, man. It's a beautiful day. I haven't been out of the house, so just, just enjoying the views. Are you in Orange County? Yeah, I'm in Huntington Beach. Well, right now I'm in Seal Beach. Wow, you're done. And you went to the beach to what, train and they wouldn't let you in? I'm trying to pray and meditate, brother. Trying to bring down the rains. Clear <laughs> <laughs> this coronavirus out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how are you how how has your life changed? What's going on with you? Are you still training? What's going on? I'm trying I mean, I'm training. I'm not training every day, but I'm training, you know, three, four times a, a week just to stay active during the week and uh other than that, not much has changed, man. I mean, I'm playing, uh, I play my video games, and I go train, and then I go take a nap, and uh, that's it. Sounds, hey, listen, sounds like my life minus the training all the time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Not much has changed, other than, um, you know, we can't go to our gyms and train. You know, I got a little home gym, which I, keeps me active, but uh, not much has changed. You know, all I do is train and then go home and eat play video games and I go repeat it. You look there you small. go. I mean, you've got a lot of push-ups. You look like you're like You look like like prison traps, dude. Like <laughs> I know. Prison man. workouts, bro. I'm just beefing up, man. I'm trying to break I'm trying to get those Brock Lesnar. <laughs> you look like Brock and Kane Velasquez had a baby right now. And uh hopefully one day my baby comes out like that. Make him a champion. So um good luck. <laughs> no, I saw you post recently that 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 style bender fight still goes through your head all the time. Talk to me about that. Yeah, that was a good fight. That's a fight that I'm proud of. I know that I lost, and I shouldn't be proud, but I I gave it my all, you know. And I had a lot of fun. I I did a lot of things that I haven't been able to do in a lot of other fights. Um, so I had a lot of fun doing that fight. You know, it's one of my favorite fights. Even though I lost, I had a lot of fun doing it. Um, but still, I, I, I mean, I, I got to get that belt around my waist one day. Hell yeah. The fight was even going the fifth round. Fifth round, that was even fight. That fifth round, that fifth round fucked me up, for sure. He put a beating on me, like right sure. at the end, too. It was so, it was... Right I know. At the end, you're just like, ah. You know what? I just watched the fight last night again. Uh, I haven't watched it in a long time, for whatever reason, I watched it yesterday. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I was winning that fifth round up until two minutes.
minutes left of that fight or something. I don't know. All I know is that I was I was really close. And I don't want to look back in my career and say I was close. I want to look back and say I did it. You know? So what's going through your head? Like, take me through your head. This round, you know what you do. You're winning. Then you get dropped. Are you thinking to survive? Are you, thinking, like, are you, are you, are you giving yourself motivation? Are you just um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm thinking in my head, you can do this, Calvin. No. Um, fuck. You know what? To be honest, I don't really remember the last two rounds of those fights. Of that fight. <laughs> um, there it is. That's the truth right there, baby. Yeah, no, I don't really remember the last two rounds of that fight. I just remember thinking, like, I was, I, you know, one more round, then we get to go home with a belt around my waist. And uh, until he fucked me up, but it's all good. Now, so many guys um, don't realize how good you are until you make contact. I think it's that, that left hook you get on everybody. When did you realize you had power? Right here, baby. Um, I guess it... I felt I've always had that power. I just haven't been able to uh, really use it in my fights. Like I said, I, I'm really, I really like the Adesanya fight because I was able to do a lot of things that I haven't been able to do in a lot of other fights. And uh, just like that. Just like the, what was I saying? Oh, it's just amazing. Like, even like, you have that power. Everybody's yeah. like, everybody's like, man, if, if Doc Ray goes to the ground, Kelvin's done. Kelvin's done against Doc Ray and goes to the ground. That's what I thought, too. <laughs> really? You thought that also? Oh, once he took me down, I was like, all right, I'm fucked. I think everybody's got to think that a little bit. You know, it's yeah, like, sure. you know, you're, you're fighting Jacare and it goes to the ground. And you're like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, not where I want sure. to be right now. No, once, once, it, once it hit the ground, I was like, all right, I'm fucked. We'll see how long this lasts. No way. So were you, like, proud of yourself after the first round you got out? Yes, because we uh, we did everything we, we had practiced. And I defended everything, and I and I and I did everything perfectly that I had already practiced. So yeah, it was it was actually pretty cool. I was like, it was crazy. I'm like, oh, Kelvin's a, a good wrestler, state champion. I think you're a brown belt, right? I got I, I got my uh, ten planet jujitsu black belt uh, two years ago now. Because you're a black belt, but I'm like, you operate like a multi-fine. Yeah. I mean, different yeah. levels. No, and there's the like black belts, and then there's like fucking Jacare black belts. And the fact that he couldn't submit you was like, it was like a winner. It was like a win for all of us. Like, <laughs> yeah. everyday men. He almost had it. He almost had it. <laughs> Damn sure. But, uh, fuck. How, how's the change for you, man? I mean, what have you been doing uh, at home? I've been honestly watching. Everyone thinks that, like, I went on business podcast and I was like, oh, it sucks not having a nanny. And everyone's calling me spoiled and this and that. Oh, the fucking little rich guy and little baby. I'm like, all right, that's not what I meant. Okay. I meant that, like, my, my wife works and I have to watch her from yeah. a.m. to 6. And then Shit. I just because I'm out working doesn't mean I want my career to stop, you know? Right. I have to, then, like, I got to do this for an hour while my wife can watch her, which she doesn't because she's on whatever. And then I yeah. got to try to, like, keep my career going from six to nine. So whether that's, like, upload videos or write jokes or, right. or promote the podcast or do someone else's podcast. And then right. I get yelled at by my wife for not spending enough time on her. She's like, she says, I'm not. She yesterday she's like you but you haven't spent enough time with me. I'm like, we're under quarantine. I, I can't yeah. go anywhere. 
I can't spend more time with you. That's, I'm spending the maximum right. amount of time with you that is allowed by law. That's exactly, dude, I'm not kidding. That is, that is, that, that is exactly what I'm saying there. And then, and then she's like, uh, and then she's like, well, it's not quality time. I'm like, I go, what about sex? Isn't that quality time? She's like, that's four minutes. I'm like, all right. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. But that is a quality four minutes. Four minutes. That's right. Dude, then we were in the bounce house today, me, her, and the baby. From like, we have a bounce house in, our, in the wrestling room. And we're all dancing. And then she's like, my wife goes, this doesn't count as quality time. Oh, my God. How does that not count as quality time? That's the quality yeah. time. What is the quality time? What does she want to do? Sit yeah. and watch TV, watch reality TV? Talk, sit there, talk, watch a movie, cuddle. Uh, that, that's, that's quality time. Uh, that's, no, no, that's dating. You're yeah. married. That's you right. ain't got to do that no more. Don't <laughs> defend me at all? Hi, Bree. So, uh, everybody, everybody, shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! <laughs> hey, Greg, Tyler, and Kelvin Gaston. Hey, Kelvin, Kelvin, let me ask you something, man. You know, like, because you can't train with other dudes like you're used to right now. Do you sometimes just walk the streets hoping to come across a crime in progress? So you could be like, here we go. I get to use it, baby. <laughs> I'm I, I'm sitting in my car in the parking lot waiting for somebody. Just, start. <laughs> just I got start my mouthpiece something. in my pocket. I just <laughs> take it out. Let's go. Like it, you're just a superhero waiting <laughs> to fucking jump in there. <laughs> and then if somebody honks at me in traffic, I'm just like, all right, do it one more time. Yeah, honk again, motherfucker. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. Such a nice guy. Um, but then you get in there and you're just a <coughs> savage. Now, do you consider MMA a sport or is it a fight? I mean, it's a fight, but I also I also see it as as a as a competition. You know, obviously, I want to win, and I want to and I want to I want to win. But my main objective is never to hurt. Obviously, we're in the hurt business, but I don't want to go out there and break somebody's arm if I don't have to. Right. You want to hurt him. You don't want to injure. You don't want to injure anybody. Not there we go. There we go. We want to win. In a street fight. I'm in a street fight. First thing I tell every one of my students, like, go for their dick and bite their face off. Like, yeah. Why, yeah. Are, you, why are you trying to do a Kimura? Like, fuck them up. Yeah, I know. Street fight is different. I mean, I'll go for the balls. I'll kick you in the balls. I'll gouge you in the eyes. You know? Well, dang. Fish hook you. I don't know. <laughs> All, All the dead. good illegal moves. All the good ones. All the good illegal moves. Exactly. All the stuff that they took out after you have won. <laughs> <laughs> now, Kelvin, I know, I know you had that, that one girlfriend who was in high school. Um, now, <laughs> Whoa, whoa. Okay. I don't know about that. He was a little oh, Hey, listen, all girlfriends were in high school. <laughs> no, no, there there you go. Uh, yeah, at one old. point, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I think she was a freshman. Um, no. then, oh, 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 God bless you, bro. Let me smell your dick. Dude, I'm, not, dude, I'm not even kidding. He was like the world champion. Going you, to, oh. going to, he was going to dorm oh, parties. Yeah. He was going to, no way, dude. Yes, you were. You were going to dorm parties. Like It was, it was hilarious. Could you guys see that? <laughs> Uh, uh, but she was hot. Don't get me wrong. She was, she, she, she was really hot. Um, fuck. Why does this keep fucking happening? Uh, 
All right. May roast you, baby. Um, now, are you single now or no? Yes. Are you going on a date? I'm going on, uh, on dates? Did you say if I'm going on dates? No, on like Zoom dates. Because that's the thing now. People are going on oh. Zoom dates. Uh, no. No Zoom dates yet. But fuck, I might have to try it out if it's, uh, <laughs> if it's something that's popping. Now, now, obviously, weight's been an issue in the past. Um, how, how's the quarantine? How, is it is it getting to you? Cause like you look like you're like seventy right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it hasn't been good to me just because uh, I, I'm not training as much and uh, the gyms aren't open and all I'm doing is eating, man. Oh, fuck. Please, be, please be careful, man. No, because, oh, 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 good. No, we're, oh, I was about to feel better about myself because that's what I've been doing. I was, <laughs> I, seriously, I was about to be like, see, if Kevin Gasolone's doing that, then I'm doing with Kevin Gasolone. No, for sure, for sure. You, you, you get to enjoy your, your little snacks here and there. But, you know, being in my position, I got to start caring. I got to start care, taking get better care of myself. Shit. I've been recovering from an LCL injury. Ah, uh, got yeah. it, got it. So uh, that's why I've been just fucking doing, doing my little push-ups and getting my, my traps fucking ready to go. Hell yeah. Who's uh, cooking for you? Nobody. You cook, you cook for yourself? Sometimes, yeah. What do you make? <laughs> fucking eggs, carne asada. <laughs> what, do you, what do you like? I went to Calvin's house one time. It was a beautiful house in Orange County. There was like 30 Mexican people. I don't know if they were living there. There was a guy giving haircuts in the kitchen. That's was, right, baby. That's how you do it. Bro. We had all amusement park in there. Dude, I, there was a mariachi band in the bathroom. Yeah, there was. was. Yeah, there was. I was, like, I, was like, I was like, what is going on right uh, now? My family's straight up Mexican, bro, 100%. He showed up to my house. I had mariachi. You had food. We had, like, I love it. Mexicans in there, like, hey. Who's this weirdo right here? <laughs> but it wasn't like someone giving it. It was a real barber. Like the guy was like taking yeah. money. It was a fucking in the kitchen giving people fades. I'm yeah. like, I love it. That's how you do it. That's how giving it's done. Giving people fades. We had a yeah. tattoo artist. Yeah, some new ideas to party. Tattoo artist. I mean, it was like, I was like, it was like a street festival. You got to go to the garage for the tattoo. The tattoo's in the garage because of the blood. You don't put That's that right. in the kitchen. It was so funny. No, it was funny, man. Yeah. Yeah, that was my birthday, I believe. You went for my birthday party, I think. Dude, it was so funny, man. It was That's like, awesome. I think Tyler's finally going to get a chair. I've been watching him try to adjust this entire time. I want to get him a beach chair so fucking bad. And you know what the best moment is? I might come up with my comedy show in Irvine. He goes up by himself. That's yep. a fucking badass right there. Everybody else Dude, is not not this guy. He's like, fuck it, I'm going. Like that's you're you're, you're the man, dude. Like uh, I couldn't find the date that night, but uh, <laughs> so I went by myself, man. I don't care. Dude, and, that's you know, awesome. Fuck yeah, go out, have a good time. You probably find a date there. Yeah. yeah. And then I met uh, I met your buddy. Um, oh, Dean. Dean McDermott. Yeah. Yeah, Dean McDermott. Yeah, Tori Spelling. I husband. like. I enjoyed his set as well. He's a cool dude. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. So, Kelvin, where do you want to fight next? 
Man, I I, I want to anybody in the top five. I mean, I want to I want to be able to come back and, and get right back in the picture. You know, right where where I feel I belong is is, is right there at the top. You know, uh, anybody, Robert Whitaker, fucking Jack Hermanson, Jared Cannon here. You know, any top five. Hey, you know, you know how Dana's been talking about doing an event in Florida on like May 9th? If they offered you a gig on May 9th, would you take it? No, I can't. Like I said, I'm recovering still from my LCL injury. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it'll probably take me a few more weeks. I'm about 80, 85, 90% there, but I don't think my day I'd be I think maybe by July. I, I think I'll be 100 percent ready to go. So I'm hoping. Yeah, and hopefully by then we'll have fans. Yeah, I'm hoping by then International Fight Week is open and it goes through. Um, hopefully, if not, then, then then we'll have to figure something else out. But July is is the date. Is the I, I don't see start. why they wouldn't give you the um the style bender rematch. I mean, you, well, I got two losses in a row. You know, one to him, one to Darren. I gotta I gotta work my way back up. Right on, right on. That's very self aware. What about, what about you, Bruce Romero? Me Romero, you know, if, if it's offered, then it is what it is. I'll take any top five, man. Uh, I love it. A Latino lockdown. <laughs> love it. I'm not looking to get any easy fights. Easy fights. Who did you think won that fight? Is he or Romero? I think he won that. You know what I mean? But he, he obviously it wasn't his best fight today. You know, he stayed on the outside and played it pretty safe. Now, but, I mean, he, he did what he had to do to win. When you watch that, does it kind of piss you off? You're like, that's just like, you gonna find me like that, bro? Um, <laughs> no, it didn't piss me off. It's, it's, I like that they made the matchup. It keeps the division going. And then it was a fun fight against your old wall. We thought it was going to be a fun fight. You know, yeah. when, they, when they announced it, I thought it was going to be a badass fight. But it was I definitely enjoyed, like, I enjoyed watching how they figured each other out. Like, it wasn't the best fight, but, but um, technically, like, watching him be able to engage, slip out of the way, and, like, you know, pretty much just reading everything Romero was going to do. That was interesting. Yeah, no, he, like he played this game perfectly to a T, and, and yeah. uh, you know, it is what it is. He won. I think he won that fight. Yeah. I was just glad they had that crazy Joanna fight first. That fight yeah. was fucking nuts. That was insane. That was good. That fight. was a good fight, man. She looked after the fight. She looked like one of those uh, like filters. I don't know, uh, Snapchat filters. Oh my god. Yeah. Do you ever look she back? Frankenstein like, or Kelvin? some shit. I mean, Kelvin, you're like the consummate underdog, man. Like you're right. I think you the state. You won the game, and then you got picked last, the Ultimate Fighter, and then you won. You won the Ultimate Fighter. And then they said you can't, you couldn't make it a 185. The fight of the year, 185. Like, you ever think, like, I'm the fucking, I'm the little engine that could, I'm the badass. <laughs> well, that's what it is, man. I'm sure you coach a lot of guys like that. And, um, you know what I mean? It's just, just part of the culture, man. Just part of uh, who I am, you know? Every time I've fallen, I've had to get up every single time, whether it's, it's weight issue or something else. Uh, you know, it's just who I am to always fall back on my feet, you know? No, I'll take 100 Kelvin Gastelums over 100 John Joneses any day of the week, man, because, <laughs> because uh, you, you show up every time. You're always there. It's always a great fight. And, like, it, not that you're not talented. You're extremely talented. But your, your work ethic and your, and your, your heart, you oh, know, it, it's just you're so inspiring. 
because I'm a mediocre comic. Oh, yeah. but I look at you and I'm like, if you come can, come on, man. No, 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 I'm kidding. I'm, no, I, I look at you and I'm just like, you just defy the odds, man. You defy the odds. Just like me. Uh, you I, can do it, so can I. Just and like I, a lot of us, man. Like, no, I, I love it. I, I love it. Now, a lot of us say, aren't supposed to be where we are. You know what I mean? One thousand percent. Amen. Yeah. Back in the day, though, you right? you really wanted to bang Ronda Rousey on the Ultimate Fighter. You had the biggest crush. Did you ever tap that? Tell us the truth. Did I? Yeah. No. Ah, oh, damn. Did you have a chance? Did you get close? Not close. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Did I close. try? Yes. Yeah. But, but I've seen some. Um, but I've seen you with some women that are just tens, dude. Like what? Yeah, I mean, out of a hundred. But no, no, I, I, no, I, I've seen you. With, I've seen you with some smoking hot girls. Like, you're, you're that guy. You've just seen me with my ex-girlfriend. That's all you've seen. No, but I've heard rumors. I've heard. I'm not gonna. Say, okay, okay. I'm not gonna say names because some of these women are married now. Might be fighters. So I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say anything. Uh, but, <laughs> But, but word on the street is that you were that you were that nice guy who were like sliding the DMs at the end of the night. You were that guy who like <laughs> that's the word on the street. That's the on the street. Oh my god! Because two guys, it's the Greg Wilson kind of guy. The streets are doing me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> is, doesn't everybody slide into the DMs? I mean, that's kind of the move. I mean, I've never slid into a DM. If, if you got a dick, you're sliding it. That's what the D and DM stands for. I think you 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 yell so loud, you're in their DMs automatically, Greg. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. <laughs> But he, oh, he's man. more of that guy who like the unassuming guy. So you have any projects writing though? Are, are you thinking about like going broadcasting or TV or film or modeling? Really modeling? Like before? What do you think? Uh, no, I'm <laughs> he's like, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, modeling trucks. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, uh, broadcasting is pretty fun, man. I used to do it a lot more often before uh, I I was fighting uh, for the title. Before that, I was doing it a lot, really. I, I actually really like it. I like breaking yeah. down the fights, talking about the. Yeah, yeah. Do you have like your own podcast, or just going to going on other people's? No, I'm. To be honest, Adam's the only podcast I get on because I don't really get on. That's right. <laughs> MMA roast. I don't really get on anybody's podcast. That's uh, awesome. How, how fluent are you in uh, Spanish? Very fluent, one hundred percent. So you thought maybe about doing like combate or something or one of those? You know what? I got an offer from combate one time. Until this whole shit went down, and now that nobody's having any events. Right. Because I think you'd be good, but I think you'd be great at that. You know? Yeah. Is Juliana Pena still doing that? Yeah, yeah, she's doing good. I think you guys together would be great. I think you and her would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. She she does a really good job. Yeah. She came on the podcast two days ago. She's super she's super sweet. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember meeting her fuck when I won the ultimate fighter. Yeah, you guys both won. Wow. To uh you know, uh, she's half Mexican, half Venezuelan. Now but now do you mostly go for the white girls or the uh, Latin girls? <laughs> I got no preference. I got no preference. Exactly. I like girls who like me. That's what I like. I like girls that say yes. Uh, there you go, Greg. Hey, there's something to be said for that, dude. 
Yeah, a lot of times people numbers were like, up. A lot of times people were like, oh, what do you like about her? That she likes me. Uh, that she's uh, <laughs> Exactly. She lets me touch her, to her goodies. That's all I need. Yeah, and I can talk to her <laughs> yeah. for one minute. Yeah, you ever have a girl out of your league and you knew you were going to fuck it up eventually? Like, so you tried to just like, just, all right, let's tr see if I can have sex or so, like, because I, eventually this is not going to last. Like, she's going to, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something wrong. Absolutely. You know? so, yeah. I know what you mean. I think yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's every girl I've dated since I started doing stand-up. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> okay. I tell you, the quickest I ever got laid was when I lost my tooth. And I couldn't, and I didn't want to show the girl I had a, a fake tooth in, so I didn't even talk. And then I got, laid, I got laid like in an hour. I'm like, man, how much time did I fuck this up? Like, if I just would not talked for one of my dates, I would have. She just, it. she just talked herself into it for an hour. She just kept talking for an hour, and as much as like, this guy's such a good listener. I don't know, I have no objections. I have no objections here. Yeah, and then I also hit it doggy style, so she wouldn't see that my fucking tooth was gone. <laughs> Because I had a tooth on Tinder. I just, I lost it in like, Oklahoma. It's like, this guy's great. He listens to me. He's so sensitive. Oh, no, totally. My wife the other day, my wife told me, she goes, you know what I like about you our first day? And I go, what? She's like, we crossed the street and you held my hand. And that was so sweet. I'm like, how low are your fucking standards? Other guys push you in the traffic? Like, <laughs> They're just like, keep up, bitch, keep up. It's uh, it's pretty good right now for us guys. Standards are pretty low. Right now. <laughs> yeah. After quarantine, if you it's can't true. get laid, you have no game. Oh. Zero. It's gonna be it's gonna be the summer of slam, guys. I'm a married guy. I'm not gonna be there for it, but it's gonna be the summer of slam. You guys get out. Think there. so. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. If we can, yeah. if we can, if it's allowed, you know, if it becomes safe, then yeah. Whenever, right. whenever, whenever that, that wall finally comes down, oh. Oh, yeah. I can't even imagine. I'm excited for that. I think yeah. guys have like one week before women realize how much they fucking hate us again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what a week. <laughs> yeah, like, like the first, the yeah. first guys in are going to be doing well. And then they're going to be like, oh, fuck these guys. They're a bunch of assholes, this and that. And then you're going to be fucked. Like, with that first week. Totally. In I'm gonna I'm gonna see it happening and be like, fuck it, I want a divorce. And then I'll get a divorce, I'll be like, Where's the party, guys? Is the party? Wow, oh. there's gonna be so many divorces after I feel. Oh, I almost got divorced twice already. Like yesterday. Shit. <laughs> Shit. I'm lucky. I'm lucky. My wife is the best. She's easy to get along with. We have a really awesome. it's a very low drama lifestyle. I love my wife's the best. That's too. what I like. But she's not like, like that. We're not spending enough time together. I'm like, but like I see you all day long. It doesn't count. I was like, all right. She's like, she says, I, she says she needs 20 minutes a night. I'm like, all right. Uh, uh, but sex doesn't count. 20 right. minutes. That's fine. <laughs> Minus so the four, so 16 minutes. minutes. You can do that. Well, all I got to do no, is. No, he can't. I'm like, I'm like, all he right. Can't do, he can't do 20 minutes. He's too ADD. He's got maybe half a minute in him. He'll just be like, uh, is this enough? Is this enough? Is this enough? 16 minutes oh, minus the four minutes that you take. Well, you know what? 16 minutes, brother. You know, 16 probably, good minutes. You can That's do it. my problem. You can do it. I can't not ever go for the joke. It's like every opportunity becomes a joke. Then they start fighting. Why are you joking? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
you know what it is? You got to break it up into rounds. You got to do four minutes. There we and go. Then one minute, one minute off. That's then four minutes. Right there. Then what? That's what you got to do. Kelvin, I think that, um, yeah, first of all, look, look, my, my biggest problem is my wife wants to spend too much time with me. It's a good problem to have. Most women can with their husbands, you know. Um, Kelvin, I think you should do like a workout video for chubby guys. Honestly, like. For chubby guys. Yeah, like guys, because you're such a badass. You're, you're, the, number, a bad you're the number two guy in the world. You look at you That's and you're like. Bad idea. I'm telling you, how to fight like a badass, and you. I would buy that in a have the, have the dad, bod. I, dad bod workout by Kelvin Gaston. Dad bod workout. Uh, right? That's it. I'd get it. I'd finally be like, fine, one geared for me. Yes. Right? Give it yeah, exactly. Do it. Dad bod techniques. <laughs> I would rather, I'd rather be like Kelvin Gastelum and be able to fuck everybody up than no disrespect to Kit Cope. But he had a fucking like twelve pack, and and look at that, and and have not. I like Kit Cope, but let's just say I'd rather have Kelvin career. I'm telling you, you make a dad, you make a dad bod workout, like I'll I'll invest in it. I mean, not much, but like I'll I'll I'll, I'll invest. In, you wouldn't fucking Tyler the dad bod workout. I I need dad like, bod a, like a post injury old man body wrecked from fighting workout program. Cause it's like, yeah. I feel like it applies to flexibility uh, and all that big stuff. General, yeah. Big general. Yeah. You know, I feel like it, it, it it's general, it's a generalization. Dude, one of the funniest, one of the funniest yeah, fights. It is. One of, one of the funniest fights is when Tim Kennedy, you got Tim Kennedy who looked like an Adonis. The guy looked like you couldn't craft a more perfect looking man. Yeah. That was like, the first time I ever went in the octagon and I saw the man across the cage and I was like, fuck. And they were like, Tim Kennedy's gonna teach Kelvin a lesson, right? And Kelvin just fucking fucked him up. <laughs> and, <it was> like, <laughs> and they were like, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just like, <laughs> now, but like, where the fuck are bullying at the end? Beat the shit out of fucking UFC fighter. <laughs> that was crazy. That was a good time. That oh was a good time. God. That was a good fun. That was a fun fight too. That was a great fight. He's an awesome fighter and an awesome guy and a fucking badass. You just like that was not. If you would have been like, okay, who's gonna win this fight? This guy or that guy? <laughs> yeah, you put both of our pictures right next to each other. Obviously. Maybe like in San Quentin, they would have picked yeah. you. Like the fucking guys would have been like, oh, that the fucking Mexican guy is gonna fuck the. <laughs> but like everybody else would have been like, this guy's gonna fucking kill him. And, yeah, uh, no doubt. This guy's going to fucking murder this guy. Yeah. Well, I think that happens more often than not, where the guy with the better body is, loses the fight. Yeah, but not you that. Know? It's not that. He was going up from 170 to 185. And, oh, right on. and he was like a chubby 170 pounder. Like Mike Dolce, because like, he could make 55 if he wanted to, right? So he was He's going crazy. up to 65, and, and he just missed weight with the cowboy fight. Everyone was mad at him. And this guy's like, I'm going to teach him a lesson. And then he just yeah. about a piece of shit out of him. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. uh. Everybody thought he was going to teach me a lesson. And, uh, yeah. I was, I was probably oh, going to well. get fired. Who knows? I was probably going to get fired. I was in trouble at the time. Dude. And a, that was a weird, like, people forget about that. There was a weird, like, all right, man, this is your, this is your last chance. Like, what was... What was going through your mind at that time? Like, fuck, I gotta get, I gotta get serious, or was it just like, if it happens, it happens? Or I just remember being grateful to even step out to to go fight, and I was just excited. You know, I knew that my job was on the line, possibly on the line, so I was just grateful to even be there. And I went out there and I and I enjoyed the shit out of that fight. 
Yeah, no, it's I, awesome. You know, I was I was really happy for you because, look, I knew that like, look, like, they're probably making weight, but you're all you were also like 20 years old. I mean, yeah. you know, you're a 20 year old kid. You came from nothing. You were a bail bondsman at one point. You dropped out of yeah. college because you missed your mom. Uh, you know, like you're, you're like essentially like I met your friends. They all think like they were 14 years old. And I'm like, uh, and, that, and that's the thing. Like, you know, you meet these UFC fighters and you, you, everyone puts them on a pedestal. People forget that sometimes, like, they're actually just, like, he's, he would have been a freshman in college. Like, he's a kid, you know? So, if yep. you look at it, like, that way of, like, a basketball player, if you take a freshman basketball player and put him on the Lakers, he, sometimes they're going to fuck up and, yeah. and miss some weight. And Mexicans love to eat. I hate to generalize. <laughs> yeah. But, and Mexicans. No, you're right on point, man. You're right on point. I mean, imagine taking a, a guy fresh, you know, a freshman, put him right there in the Lakers. I mean, there's going to be a vast difference to how he performs to how I, other people perform. And, and it wasn't like you were never performing. You were never performing. You were just missing weight. And Mexican parents, like, they love to cook. <laughs> and, and you're like a mama's yeah. boy. You're a fucking kid. Yeah. So and you didn't have a dad growing up. And, like, I felt for you because you've always been a really sweet, kid, sweet guy. And I was like, you know what? I get it. He missed weight. But he's undisciplined in that situation. But he's not out getting DUIs. He's not out getting yeah. people. He doesn't have a gun in his fucking car. He's not like, you know, he just has the trouble with the eating, you know, and I, I, I get it, you know, so I, 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 well, I you know, you're 21 year old kid. You don't know much about anything, really. Fuck, you barely even know your name at that point. You barely, yeah. you barely even know what. Yeah, you, and you also I think, think you know everything. Yeah. Right. Deadly yeah, comedy. you're just trying to get your dick wet. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, you know, you, you learn, you grow, just like everybody else, man. Now I, I'm 28 years old now, fucking, which is crazy. Yeah. You know? I, I remember calling fast, man. I remember it calling you in New York. I called him in New York, and I felt so bad for him, because he was in New York City, in Madison Garden, first time ever, and he missed weight, and he called off the fight, and he wouldn't pick up the phone. So I called from a block number, and then he's like, hello? I'm like, Kelvin, it's Adam. He's like, I'm like, hang in there. He's like, I know. And he sounded so sad. Oh yeah, uh, it's a bummer. I know, yeah. but it was like such a. It was like I don't know. To me, it, it was heartbreaking. You know, it so was. I, it was because uh, fuck, I had never experienced uh, anything like that uh, in that work in that uh, weight cut that I had at that time. Uh, I mean, I was I was in the, the bathtub, fucking shivering and like having these panic attacks. Oh. I had never gone through anything like that, so it was a pretty traumatic experience at that time. Well, you know what? You came back and you just fucking fucked up Tim Kennedy. You beat yeah. Ellenberger. I think maybe before that, you knocked out Bisbing. Uh, and you were just on a tear, man. And uh, you beat Jacare. I mean, you're beating guys at way That's I mean, so when – I mean, it's just a setback. And then that Izzy fight was like everyone was counting you out. Everyone's like, Kelvin is not be able to stand with Izzy. It's going to be a one-sided beating. And yeah. fucking beating him in the stand-up. It was a good time. It was a good time. Like I said, I was able to do a lot of things that I that I haven't been able to show in a lot of other fights, and it was fun. I think people forgot about your boxing too. You were a boxer for two years, like like straight boxer. Hey, <laughs> I did backyard boxing. I guess. Yeah. Did you really do backyard boxing? Yeah. Like like Kimbo Slice type boxing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guess well, who? Like, that didn't work. You just, you just like. Well, with gloves, gloves. They, they didn't have any gloves in the Kimbo Slice videos, but we yeah. used boxing gloves. 
what was, was your like record? You your friends or just you and random ass dudes that you would like pay to fight? Or um, it's with your cousins, with or your cousins right? Sometimes it, it, we just gather a bunch of tough guys from school and we're like, hey guys, we're gonna meet up at fucking Jose's house after and we're gonna fucking throw down. All right. Some of the some of the tough kids from school would, would end up going and it'd be like 30, 40 people there actually. It's crazy. This is in Yuma? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. But I thought you actually trained boxing, boxing, like like legit. Yeah, I did. I mean, yeah. But I mean, that, at that time, I, I, I had just started. Yeah. What, what was your record in backyard boxing? Uh, I think maybe I lost once, maybe. Maybe once. Did you miss weight for backyard boxing, too, or no? <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. Adam, right. you're such a dick. Jesus. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. You're friend. the best, Calvin. You're the best. So when he was an Ultimate Fighter, he kept saying, "Hey, man, roast me, please, roast me, roast yeah. me." Yeah. I thought was, it was hilarious. I thought it was the best thing ever, man. Awesome. Dude. And then yeah, there was a picture of like a walrus doing sit-ups, and I put like Calvin Gaslam's training hard for this fight. And he like retweeted it. He re he put nice. <laughs> Good. Hey, man, you got to laugh at yourself sometimes. That's right. Kelvin, you're the fucking best. Well, listen, man, stay safe, uh, stay healthy, and um, if you need anything, man, feel free to call. Likewise, brother. Likewise. Thank you for the invite, my man. Thank you, man. Take care, Kelvin. Greg, Tyler, good you talking bro. to you guys, man. Good to see you, brother. Take care. With Kelvin Gaston. What a cool guy. God, he's so cool, man. Jesus. Be him. Don't be like him. Right? No shit. I just want to hang out near him. He's a cool guy, man. He deserves, he deserves, he deserves that belt. I feel like nothing gets to him. Like, he doesn't worry about bullshit, you know? No. He's just worried about fucking himself. Fighting. Fucking. They're a really nice family, too. His mom and his sister are, like, the sweetest people. Like, just good. It's a good, loving family. Can you imagine dating your sister, though, man? You fucked up with her, you got problems. No, bro. no, I would not. I would never want to date a sister. But they're just good people. Like, I think that. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think that. Uh, I wouldn't say Latin parents are better than white parents, but in my experience, oh, sure they are. I might. Oh, they are for sure. For <laughs> sure. When, whenever I like coach a Latin kid, the parents always come to every wrestling match, every practice. They they always support. You know, like, there's a lot of love. There's just a lot of love. I think certain, I don't know. Well, there, it's a lot more family-oriented. Like, you stay in the house until you're, like, a lot of families, you get married and they build an addition onto the house and you all s still live in the house. Like, the whites, it's like, fucking get me out of here at 18. Or you're out of here at 18. One or the other. Yeah, I think it's... I I think the thing is, you know, I think you're right. You hit the nail on the head. It's more family oriented. It isn't as career oriented. It's like the job is the job that just pays so you can spend time with your family. Right. You know, it isn't, you know, they're just not as career oriented. They're more family oriented. Yeah, that, that's pretty awesome. I mean, it, it should I can tell you, I can tell you that from my experience because my father didn't give a shit about making money. <laughs> Hey, you know what? A lot of times it's that principle. I think I'm Mexican at heart. You know, I, I think a lot of times, sometimes people, especially in our business, Greg, like we get trained almost to like recognize success as what other people think is success. You know, like oh, 
you're not as successful as Brendan Schaub or something because Schaub's got this or that, or, or, or when are you going to go on Rogan's podcast? Like the people think that like, just because something's popular and not to discredit, discredit those guys, it means it's valuable. And sometimes like, no, like, like even just being happy and being loved and having a good circle of people is actually better than having a million people that like you, but don't really fucking know you or don't give a fuck about you or whatever, you know, uh, yeah. because you're on a, I mean, how many people have, have you met, Greg, like popular, successful comedians, but they're just the most miserable fucks you've ever met in your life? Uh, well, I've met some that just aren't funny. And, and you're just like, how the fuck? And you even watch some of their, you know, their specials. You're like, what am I doing wrong? You know, it was being funny what I did wrong. Is that what the problem is? Yes. But, you know, but there's so many other factors that come into it. People think, you know, people think that that's it. That must be the best. And it's not. But also, like, you go to the improv and how many times you see, like, a star fucking drunk uh, at the bar, just the most miserable fucking human being ever. Well, I can't really fault anybody for that. Really? Come on. <laughs> you don't have to be a star to be drunk at the bar. And I know, but I, you see people that their lives, I've opened up for people that were like way more successful than me that their lives are fucking chaos. Uh, yeah, or, like, well, I success would, can bring that though. Sometimes success brings chaos. I'm like, I wouldn't trade places with that person. Yeah, that's what poor people tell themselves to uh, feel better. Maybe, maybe, but I don't know, man. I, I see a lot we, of people. We like, poor people. Tell our friends, oh, they're miserable. Yeah, I know. We're, we're like, you know what? I don't want to be famous. I see what it brings out. I don't want to be famous. Like, yes, I want to be like Kelvin Gastelum famous, where like he's successful and seems to be happy uh, and is a good person. You know, I don't want to be like fucking paranoid, fucking angry famous, where it's just like. You want to be famous to a point. Yeah, like, a, like, I feel like it's literally like there's a tipping point where it's like you hit that whatever number of people who know who you are and it's like, all right, game over. Now, everywhere I go, there's going to be someone who knows where I am. To me, the a lot of fighters is like, okay, yeah, there's a chance that someone's going to know who I am, but at the same time, I can just like go to the store and not ever be recognized. By well, to, yeah. me, to me, Steve Martin has the perfect amount of fame because like he's famous and respected. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of it is, you know, it's the fame. You want to be famous for what you do well. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of fame that's not for what you do well. And that's not the good fame. Yeah. That that's the bad fame. Yeah. yeah. You know. Well, I got to be a good parent because my kids banging on the door. Uh, I can hear that. I can hear that. Podcast was awesome. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Tyler. Brother, love you, Elvin. I'll talk to you. Good to see you, my man. Take care, guys. Trap sans un trap, don't sans trap, don't sans trap. Tous les sens de